Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. You know, there are sometimes things in life happen that you just aren't expecting, and you don't plan for them, and and yet they happen anyway. Uh, as you may or may not know, I know I posted on, on Facebook, but just after I published last week's episode, uh, we found out that Dr. Henderson had passed away. And that hit me really hard, that hit my wife really hard, that hit our whole church and community really hard. He's lived here for 60 years and been a part of this church, been a part of this community, and everybody knows Dr. Henderson, and they all love him. He, uh, as you know from from our time here on this podcast, he was a retired physician, he was a family doctor, and delivered a lot of babies in this community. It seemed like almost everybody we met said they were delivered by him. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible. As you think about a life as, you know, like his, and the impact that he made, I mean, just reading the comments on, on my post on Facebook, I just would sit there and tears streaming down my face and read each one. People talking about how much they loved him, how much they missed him, that he was the kindest, most Christian man they'd ever met. One of his desires, and I know he said it here on this podcast, but one of his desires when they moved to Lawrenceburg 60 years ago was he wanted to not just be a name on the wall, but he wanted to be part of the community. And that's something that Dr. Henderson did well. So I think today, instead of doing my father's interview, we'll we'll push that till next week. But today we're going to do something a little bit different. Now, as you know, the the program, Stories of Faith and Hope, began as a local radio program here in Lawrenceburg by the previous pastor, Pastor Schomburg. And that has continued. We still air every week um, here on the local radio station. And there are some programs that we do on the local radio station that never make it to this podcast. On this podcast, I've been wanting to focus more on stories, interviews with people, and really the only conversations Dr. Henderson and I have are regarding Daniel, who is such an inspirational character, and he has so much faith and hope in that story. But we've done more conversations here on the local radio station, and the one I'd like to share with you today is one that was done a couple months ago. It was Dr. Henderson's study on heaven, is it real? And I just think that that would be an appropriate pause, special episode dedicated to Dr. Henderson, filled with faith and hope, because we know that this is not the end. Someday soon we're going to see him again. I can't wait for that day. Here's Dr. Henderson's study on heaven, is it real? I've titled this uh, called Heaven. Is it real or is it a myth? Hmm. Fascinating title. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say it's just a figment of our imagination Mm -hmm. uh, that it's not really something real. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of uh, scientific people who. 
believe this. Mm-hmm. You know, that there really isn't a specific place called heaven. Well, and I think it's kind of caused by all the theories about heaven. Even even those who think that, that heaven may be real are confused about what it is. You know, are we all going right. to be naked baby angels on a cloud right. playing harps? Is it, you know, some some place that people are right now looking down, you know, there's there's the country song, Holes in the Floor of Heaven. Yeah. You know, or what, what's heaven really like? And so I think, you know, because of so many theories about heaven, you know, there's right. a lot of people who have a scientific mind that say, well, none of that's realistic. That can't happen. Right, right. And you're just fooling yourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is fake, and you're, you're using it as a crutch to get through life. Well, I believe in the Bible. Me too. And I believe that the Bible gives us an answer. And I believe that the Bible is the true Word of God that uh, is something that we can believe is truthful. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm going to take a little different tack on how I do this subject today. All right. But uh, I I feel like the Bible explains exactly what heaven's all about. All right. Well, let's find okay. out what it says. Uh, I'm going to go back to the day of Enoch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Start there. Uh Genesis 4, 24, 20, uh, 21 and 24, I think it is. I should have had this. Okay, Genesis 5, 21. Through 24. Enoch was 65 years old when he had his first son, and he called him Methuselah. Enoch kept very close to God, and after Methuselah was born, Enoch lived 300 years and had many sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch walked this earth for 365 years. His life on earth was much shorter than those before him. But he knew God so intimately that one day when he was walking in the field, he disappeared, and no one could find him because God had taken Enoch bodily to heaven. (laughs) This brought hope of eternal life to all who loved God. Now, that's probably one of the shortest stories in the Bible. Right. And yet it's one of the most beautiful. God himself taking Enoch up to heaven. Right. And uh, he didn't say just take him off into a cloud somewhere. Mm -hmm. He took him bodily into heaven. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about a place. A real place. Yeah. Right. A place. So let's go forward now then to Moses, Deuteronomy 34. Four and five. So Moses, the servant of God, died in the land of Moab on top of Mount Nebo, as the Lord had told him he would. 
And the angels of the Lord buried him on top of the mountain in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows where his grave is, because soon after he was buried, the Lord came down and raised him from the dead and took him to heaven. So we have a second one that was taken to heaven. Yeah. (laughs) And this one occurred after his death. Right. But... God resurrected him and then took him to heaven. And An interesting him, sequence there. Right. Uh, which is something very, it gives us all hope. Mm-hmm. That even though we may be buried, uh, as long as we had that hope yeah. and believed in the Lord and what he has done for us, that we've still got to place in heaven. Yeah, yeah, and God can still mm-hmm. resurrect us and take right. us there. And then I'm going to jump forward to Elijah. And that's in 2 Kings 2 11 Through 28. Oh, 11 through 16 and then 28. Elijah said, you've asked a hard thing. I don't have the power to decide that. If the Lord lets you see me, when he takes me away, he'll give you what you ask for. But if he doesn't let you see me, he has decided not to give you what you have asked for. So as they were walking along, talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire pulled by horses of fire came racing toward them. The two ran in opposite directions to get out of the way. And Elijah was swept up into the chariot by whirlwind and taken away. Elisha cried out, Father Elijah! I see the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. Then the chariot and the horses disappeared. Out of grief for the loss of his master, Elisha tore his outer robe in half. And then verse 20. I have, I say verse 28, but there isn't a verse 28. Maybe you're thinking of 17 or 18, 17? Yes, start with 16. Uh, Where did the Lord take your master Elijah? We're ready to go and look for him, if you want us to. There are 50 of us, and we're all able-bodied young men. Maybe the Lord buried him on top of one of the mountains, or in a valley somewhere, Elisha answered. There's no need for you to go looking for him. He didn't die. He was taken to heaven bodily, so you won't find his grave anywhere. But the students insisted because they wanted to make sure that Elijah had not just died. So Elisha let them go. But three days later, they came back to the school at Jericho, where Elisha was, and reported that they hadn't found a thing. Then Elisha said, didn't I tell you that Elijah was taken to heaven? But you had to go looking for him anyway. 
This is probably the most dramatic story we've looked at so far right. you know, with the, this horse and chariot, horses and chariot of fire coming and, and taking Elijah up to heaven. He ran out of the, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> and nobody believed Elisha right. that, that he had gone to heaven. And so they search everywhere and they didn't find him because he had truly been taken to heaven. Okay. Now I want to jump to Luke 9. And what's called the transfiguration of Jesus. And we'll start with verse 30. Two men appeared next to Jesus. Well, let's go back uh, just a little bit. Before long of you, in verse 27, Sitting here, we'll have a preview of that glory and we'll be able to see for yourselves a preview of the kingdom of God. So eight days later, he took Peter, John, and James with him up to one of the nearby mountains to be alone and to pray. And while they were there, his face suddenly began to change and his robe became dazzling white. Two men appeared next to Jesus and started talking with him about his upcoming trial and crucifixion. One of those was Moses and the other, Elijah. Who did we just talk about? Hmm. We've talked about both of these, Moses and Elijah. Elijah, Elijah. Elijah was the one that went up in the chariot of fire and Moses was the one who had died and God resurrected him. Resurrected. So here they are now, centuries later. Wow. Standing beside Jesus, encouraging him. Hmm. And uh, going over with him what's going to be coming on, Mm -hmm. but letting him know that it's worth it all. Hmm. You know? Wow. Can you imagine? It's incredible. Yeah. I, I really want to meet them and, and yeah. talk with them. And Jesus was able to, to do that there on the mountain. Um, and they were kind of representing two classes of people. You started reading there where, where Jesus said this, you know, you won't, some of you will not die until you see the glory of God and, and the kingdom of heaven. And uh, this is, they were kind of representing two classes of people that will, that will be at the end of time when, when Jesus comes. Right. Right. Which is those who are resurrected and those who are go to heaven without seeing death, just like Moses and Elijah. So my question is then, uh, where were they all these centuries? <laughs> well, yeah. maybe they were just floating out there in the sky somewhere. I don't know. What do you think? My Bible says they were in heaven. All right. Well, let's go find that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And to me, this is evidence enough that heaven is real. Mm. Yeah. It is not a myth. It's not just a figment of our imagination. Yeah. But it is truly uh, a place that God, where God lives. Yeah. And the Trinity lives. And all of the angels live. And it's a place that's real. It's a real place. One of these days, 
maybe with the Hubble telescope, <laughs> they might be able to confirm that. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people said we'd never get off this Earth's uh, planet, you know, and the surrounding, but our men have been to the moon, mm -hmm. and they're circling the Earth in uh, these uh, satellite things, and then we've got this Hubble telescope that's trillions of miles away mm -hmm. now, and still sending back uh, pictures mm -hmm. and information. So, uh, it's, it, to me, it's still a possibility that somehow it could confirm the fact that it's real. But yeah. to me, when the Bible says that they were taken to heaven, and centuries later they show up in the transfiguration of Jesus, uh, that's proof enough to me yeah. that there is a heaven. Yeah, yeah, because they had to you have know. been somewhere all this time. and. And the Bible says they were in heaven. And so um, and it's just incredible to think of real people being there, right. you know, and, and God being there and the angels being there. And it gives us so much hope that someday we might be able to join them. Right. And then I like John 14, mm -hmm. 1 to 3. Yes. One of my favorite passages. Right. Read it for us. All right, this is in the New King James Version. Uh, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. That's proof enough for me yeah. when Jesus says it, that he's uh, living in a place where there are mansions mm -hmm. and homes, however you want to interpret that mm -hmm. uh, from the original language. But uh, to, to me, it's not a figment of imagination mm -hmm. or a myth. It's real. It is. And I look forward to it. Me too. So much. Can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I don't know if we have time for a little song. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's a song that's old. an old song that I have looked back in different uh, songbooks and tried to find the original, but I can't. Really? So I've just... The, we sang it so many times as I was growing up that I still remembered the words. Wow. Yeah. It's called Just Over the Mountain. Mm -hmm. Just over the mountain in the promised land lies the holy city built by God's own hand. As our weary footsteps gain the mountain crest, we can see our homeland of eternal rest. We are nearing home. We are nearing home. 
See the splendor streaming from the domes afar. See the glory gleaming through the doors ajar. Soon we soon will enter, never more to roam. Hear the angels singing, we are nearing home. We are nearing home. My brothers, my sisters, will you meet us there? In that land of sunshine where there is no care. Accept of God's message and to him be true. Then when Jesus cometh, he will call for you. We are nearing home. We are nearing home. See the splendor streaming from the domes afar. See the glory gleaming through the doors ajar. Soon we soon will enter, never more to roam. Hear the angels singing, we are nearing home. We are nearing home. Mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. And that is such a wonderful hope that we have, that yes. we are nearing home. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting here with tears streaming down my face. Dr. Anderson was a good man. Probably the best Christian you'll ever meet. But the exciting thing is, is we are nearing home. There's coming a day when death itself will be destroyed. The Bible tells us it's the last enemy that will be destroyed. And I can't wait for that day when God wipes away every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither will there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for remembering Dr. Henderson with me. Next week we will continue with my uh, my interview with my father, Curtis Sutherland, about chaplaincy. And uh, make sure you're subscribed so you can get to that. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And you can uh, find us online at faithandhoperadio.com and on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Music, as usual, was uh, provided by Dexter Britton. I will talk to you next week, and until then, have faith and hope.